The underdog is howling. This is Stanford Steve and the Bear. Ah, yes. A home team getting points. What's better than that? Wow. Now I'm excited. Get you fired up. It's finally official. We couldn't say anything. Or, I don't know, people were saying not to say anything. Uh, it is a new podcast. Tell your friends. Um... I don't know what happened with the behind the bets, but yeah, people, people are saying, saying it's we're not showing under up. There. Yeah, Stanford Steve and the Bear, but it should still be showing up on behind the bets. But search Stanford Steve and the Bear, and it, you should uh, you should find us. I don't know how to look at reviews and all that, but like people always say, give us a review, ratings, whatever. Just download us. Tell your friends if you want some winners. Exactly. Listen, enjoy, have fun. Nine and two laugh. to start the year. Just trying to, you know, what's going to happen? New name. New mm-hmm, exactly, new new Here name. Our losses. heads, our heads get big. Yeah. Exactly, better than you are. And oh, uh, big week, uh, week three. Um, good week last week, as yep. we mentioned. Um, and then in a big time steamer condo pick that you can bet your condo on. <laughs> uh, speaking of last week, Coach Donnan just texting in. I told him he can go until he loses. And he didn't lose last week. He did not. His <laughs> steamer condo later. <laughs> pick was Boise, who won by a million. He has chimed in, because I asked him to come, in with his pick for this week. He says, take Alabama. Bama is a complete neighborhood of condos. <laughs> Minus 21. Big old development. <laughs> so Big we're going to let Coach Donovan stay with Oxford. us. We're going to let him stay with us uh, for that uh, Bear, you are going to... I will be back down in uh, in Texas. I'm going to Fort Worth. The game is in, in Arlington. The show will be Saturday morning from the TCU campus, which will be a uh, a much better environment, about eight hours, ten hours before a kick, before uh, and then being outside of a, of a pro stadium parking lot. But we're fired up. TCU campus will be great. And we weren't there for the uh, West Virginia game. So uh, same spot. Should be a lot of fun. Awesome. Uh, what are the uh, humidities looking like for us? Hopefully not as humid as it got late in the uh two t shirts. Well when you go short sleeve shirt, you don't Whoa. go t shirt Two short sleeve yeah, shirts. You go the Adidas the Adidas golf shirt and All right. dry fit. One, well it's not dry fit. It's uh, I think it's oh, uh, Adidas Pure or whatever. Yeah, whatever it is. Which is solid by the, the way. The high tech. It is. I so will we, so we went one during the show, show ended, shower up, change, new shirt for the for the Relax. remainder of the day. Exactly. Get home game. Three weeks, well, two weeks in a row home game. Nice, good for you. And then yeah, next next week probably will be a home game as well. Ah, we'll uh, wait and see about that one. I will also be in Texas. You'll be a little. I'm going to uh, a little further south. Yeah, the best game that was what 14 years ago, 15 years ago. I will be in Austin for USC in Texas, uh, meeting some friends there. Rosillo will also be there doing the Heisman House. So uh, fired up for this weekend. I have changed my flights. Going through Detroit instead of Atlanta, just in case of anything, Friday morning. Shout out and uh, hopefully best thoughts with everybody down there that could be affected by Hurricane Florence. Um, so this week, uh, Andy Staples will join us from Sports Illustrated. Uh, Sirius XM radio host, covers the sport better than anybody. Also covers the food per diem side of things. Absolutely. trips. Uh, we'll get some stuff with him. And uh, we'll do our picks at the back end. So you got Coach Donnan's steamer condo pick. And um, before we get to our guy Andy Staples, 
A quick word from FanDuel. Football season is finally underway, and if you play fantasy football, the odds are you probably already hate your team and you wish you could draft again. On FanDuel, you can draft a new team every week. Plus, FanDuel has never been more fun or easier to play. If you're not a fantasy expert, then FanDuel is clearly the place to play. FanDuel has something for everyone, and there are more ways to win than ever before. FanDuel has a new tool called Guru to help you pick your lineups so you can make smarter picks and feel more confident going into game day. They've made it easy to find your friends and challenge them to head-to-head contests for cash or bragging rights. All I know this year is I'll have Andrew Luck as my starting quarterback every week, and how don't you have that Jets defense? They're the best, I think, in the whole league. New users get a $20 bonus when they make a first deposit on FanDuel. Come play with me at FanDuel.com slash Behind the Bets. Let's get with Andy to break down these ranked teams on the road. Here's our chat with Andy Staples from Sports Illustrated. Welcome in, a good friend, uh, one of my favorite people in the sport, Andy Staples. He just keeps adding job titles. Let me see if I got this. Sports Illustrated, Sports Illustrated Food Network guy, and serious host, college football. Uh, yeah, that's about it. That's it. Yeah. Okay. We're good. That's Welcome all. in, my man. I feel like I feel like that Keenan Ivory Wayans character. Uh, <laughs> we did Haymon. Yep. <laughs> Only got three jobs. Uh, well, it's obvious. I don't want to get uh too you know into the weeds, but uh, it's 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 good to have you here, and uh, obviously we want to get your thoughts on on what is what I call the fishy weekend. Where all these ranked teams are going on the road, um, I know you know we look at this more uh, than you do, but there's a lot of double-digit point spreads out there, and what I what I mean is, you know, Oklahoma's going up to Ames as an 18-point favorite, Alabama's going to Ole Miss as a 21-point favorite, and then like you know, you look down the schedule, everybody's dar- new darling Arizona. State is going on the road in a fishy, fishy game as a five-point yeah. favorite uh, at San Diego State. When you look at this schedule, as you do, because you you know you you cover the sport nationally, what sticks out to you? Who who scares you? Um, you know, going on the road in, in a spot like this. Well, if not for the the Arizona State Michigan State game, I would have been picking San Diego State outright huh. anyway in that game. Mm-hmm. Now I'm a little unsure because I, something Herb Edwards said after the Michigan State game kind of stuck with me where he said, you know, this was this was not a college game, and kind of air, using air quotes around the word college. He said this was more of a pro game, so I felt more comfortable. Well, Rocky Long is going to make him feel really comfortable with the style he plays. <laughs> but that's a well-coached team. I mean, we saw, we saw San Diego State go up to Stanford and give them all they can handle for a little while. So I, that, that one – kind of sticks out to me is uh, I, I don't know that I'm touching that with Arizona State favored on the road. Okay. A couple of other teams on the road this week. I, I think we need to add an investigative journalist as well to, to your to your job. I, I want an investigation done as to who is voting Florida State 25th <laughs> uh, in, in I the don't AP know. Is that, that is truly amazing to me. Like, I didn't even, honestly, I didn't realize they were ranked because Stanford Steve had texted me and say, saying, look at ranked teams on the road and, and see which ones kind of scare you. I didn't even look. I, I know what the line is. I think the, the line is Florida State by three. Um, but I didn't realize they were ranked. No, pick Syracuse. 
it's crazy. It's crazy because they got that one vote, which is amazing that they got one vote. Miami's still hanging on in the rankings. Florida was terrible last week. You got the three Florida teams all with a loss with, within the first two games of the year for the first time since 76. It's just a mess right down there in Florida. Who, uh, who, you, you, you think Miami is potentially in as much trouble at Toledo as FSU is in up, up in a, up the dome? No, I think Miami will be fine with Toledo. Um, that game last year was kind of weird because that was, uh, it was tight for a half and then Miami just kind of blew their doors off after that. But I, I think Miami's okay there. I worry more about Miami as they get into ACC play just because, you know, same stuff that popped up during the LSU game that, I don't know that they're going to move the ball that well against better defenses, uh, but I don't worry about them as much in this game. Yeah, I, f- I feel like Rick. Uh, where did they go? Appalachian State two years yeah, ago. Yeah, that's, 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 where, that's, where everybody thought, oh, they're, they're going to have some, yep. and Miami just crushed. Yeah, it, it was over in the it, first. It's quarter. like everyone always like yells at these power. No one, no Power Five team. Why are you going on the road to play them? Oh, nobody goes on the road to play anybody. Then Miami goes and plays App State. Scheduled the game at Arkansas State last year. They got canceled because of the hurricane. Yep. And now they're going to Toledo. I mean, that's three like good group of five teams. But uh, when they finally go on, the, go on and do it, everyone's like, why are you doing it? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. It's like, you know, Oregon. Remember Oregon's first game under Chip Kelly was at Boise State? Yep. Oh, yeah. Like, why would you ever play at Boise State if you're out of high school? <laughs> um, speaking of Boise State. Very, very interesting road game at at Stillwater this week. Uh, I've watched Boise the first two weeks here, um, and I, I I have to say I'm 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 impressed. I, this feels like one of more of the the Peterson teams with what they have as talent wise up front and where they can make teams uncomfortable. And I know it's Troy and UConn. I get that, but I Oklahoma State lost a lot and. Mike Gundy is a guy that I really think doesn't get enough credit because he simply wins the game he's supposed to win. And I, I was talking to Ralph Russo yesterday about this. And, you know, how many times is or have they been better than Oklahoma? You know, like I, I understand. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it, 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 there is a big little brother there, you know, but I think this is an opportunity for him to, like, I know he's put the confidence in his guys, but do they have, what it takes to 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 give a convincing win and, and you know and and boost the Big Twelve up here in a, in a in a spot that doesn't come around often I guess is what makes it interesting to me Andy. I was a little surprised to see Oklahoma State favored in this game. Yeah, me too. Because this looks like a very complete Boise State team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they look like a team that can beat you on both lines of scrimmage. Uh, Rippin really seems to have settled in now. I mean, this is a think about the beginning of last year when. Uh, Rippin got benched. They lost to Virginia. They looked bad against Troy. They've had it figured out now for a while. I mean, they were rolling by the end of last year, and they look like a very complete team. So I, I'm actually a little surprised that, and I know it's been bet down a little bit. I think it's been bet down to like two and a half. Look at you. Uh, I see you. He's, he's prep for us. I, I did some prep work before I came on, <laughs> but I just I like Boise State a lot this year. I I, I would not – I'd actually be more surprised. The most surprising result would be Oklahoma State wins this game handily. But I, I, I would expect Boise State to win a close one. I agree. 
I don't know what to make of the game at Jordan Hare on Saturday. Uh, should we believe <laughs> yeah, I, in what we saw? I don't saw? like that 10 point line. I know that. <laughs> I was going to say, should we believe what we saw from LSU or do you think that was a lot of emotion and that a lot of people expected a kind of a down season? And a lot of people thought they'd lose to Miami. Cause, I, Cause I'm not sold on Auburn's offense either after seeing them against a good, a good Washington front the other day. Yeah. And that's the thing. I was at that Washington game and. Auburn was not able to run at will on Washington. And when, when Justin Alexander's offense is truly good, they are getting five, six yards of carry. And I was also at the Auburn LSU game last year. Mm-hmm. And Carrion Johnson was getting like six to eight yards on first down every time in the first half. And then LSU made a, a little schematic switch where basically they said, okay, uh, our corners are athletic. You cover one-on-one. We're going to drop another safety down in the box. They, they changed out one linebacker for a, a faster guy. And all of a sudden, Kerryon Johnson's getting two yards of carry on first down. And they are just teeing off on Jarrett Stidham on second and third down. So I do worry about Auburn moving the ball in LSU. Now, Auburn's defense might be a little better this year. Their front seven is nasty. I don't know about Joe Burrow yet under duress because – you know, we haven't – Miami didn't really get after him as much as, as we thought they would. Uh, Ed Orgeron has had to switch some things around on the offensive line. My guess is this is kind of an ugly game. The 10-point the line I don't like because I feel like if both teams kind of play to, to what they are, it'll be a, a low-scoring, close game. But the problem is – both defenses are so good, especially both defensive lines are so good. You could see one team forcing another team into some early mistakes. Somebody takes a big early lead, and then a team makes more mistakes, and the game just gets away from them and snowballs on them. So that's how I see, you know, that that would be the only way I could see Auburn covering that 10. Because otherwise I would think Auburn wins it, but in a close, sloppy, sluggish game. Who, who do you think has the best defense in the country, Andy? Ooh, that's a tough one. Uh, I, I liked what I saw from Washington and Auburn in person. Mm. Um, Alabama has looked fantastic, but you know the competition has not been great. We'll, we'll know a lot more about Alabama's defense after this week because Ole Miss's offense is fantastic. Their defense is terrible. Uh, so at least Alabama's defense will get a test. I can't say it about Clemson's defense because yeah. Kellen Mond just, just ripped them up in the mm-hmm. second half. So I, I, I guess I'll go with Alabama for now, and, and we'll see how they do against Ole Miss in the first kind of real test they've gotten this year. Yeah, at, looking at that game, I, obviously the quarterbacks are, are going to be what you know CBS does on their pregame. Or no, that's our game. Sweet. Um, that's right. Totally forgot about that. Uh, but it's it's does Ole Miss have the guys up? Like well, I think Van Pelt and I looked it up last night. The last time this game was Ole Miss – what was it, 48-43? Alabama. 48-43. The Crazy comeback. I've ever seen Nick Saban after a game, by the way. Even more than last year's national championship? That's when he said it was the happiest. That I was at both games, and he looked happier <laughs> after that Ole Miss game. Uh, okay. Um, but does does Coach Lou, like, can Ole Miss, I don't know, neutralize Alabama a little bit? Like, you know, I'll ask you this. Well, how many points? How many defense neutralize Alabama's offense? Yeah. No. No. Can their can no. their offensive line control the game where 
Like, I'm just looking at Ole Miss. Like, how do you attack this game? Like, do you try and not play hurry up so Tua's not on the field as much? Do you try and do some things offensive line-wise? Or you just keep attacking a secondary that lost their top six guys and you have absolute man-childs at wide receiver? I think you do, you do what you do. They're not going into this game thinking they're going to win the game. So if they're, if they're even close and they even have a chance, that's a bonus. Mm-hmm. But, no, you, you do what you do. You have maybe the best receiving core in the country yeah. and a really good quarterback to get them the ball. So, I mean, it's, it's YOLO ball. Just chuck it up there and see what happens. And the final score might be 105 to 38, but it is what it is. Uh, what do, honestly, what, how many points do you think wins this game? Um, oh, Alabama's going to win the game. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know how many they wind up scoring. Uh, I'm more curious about how many they allow. Yeah. And, and more specifically, how many they allow once the game is in hand. Mm-hmm. Because that's this is one of those typical, like, potential classic Nick Saban blows his stack after a 40-point win kind of game. Yeah. Is, uh, is Alabama put up a 50-burger? Yes, I think yeah. so. All right. Good to know. I have a couple of like ridiculous statements here. Good takes, bad takes. <laughs> which is the best take and which is like the most ridiculously awful one? I don't necessarily believe any of them, but they were just things that popped into my mind. Arizona State is now the favorite in the Pac-12 South. Florida State's heading towards a losing season. Clemson and Georgia need to scrap the two quarterback and just let Kelly Bryant and Jake Fromm play. Georgia and Alabama are headed towards an undefeated showdown in the SEC title game. Both will make the playoff. Texas A&M is the biggest threat to Alabama in the SEC West. I like Arizona State is now the favorite in the Pac-12 South. Now, we may feel it differently after we see Utah play Washington, but I like I like where that's going because I just feel like the Pac-12 South is a bit of a mess, and Arizona State has dudes, and now we see that they are competently coached. We, you know, we need that proven to us, but it certainly seems that way. Um the Alabama-Georgia undefeated thing is interesting to me because I do think there's a possibility of that. Um, you know, Georgia having to go to LSU, having to play against Auburn, I don't know, but they looked they looked awesome against South Carolina. <laughs> and that is a pretty decent South Carolina team that they just destroyed on the road. So I, I think the, the 12-0, and and if they if they both go into the SEC title game 12-0, this is an interesting – it'll be an interesting test, whether it's in the SEC or the Big Ten – if you have two teams 12 and 0 in the title game, kind of like Florida and Alabama in 9 do they both make it? Yeah. Very easily could. That, that, that's that's tough. You mentioned uh seeing Washington Auburn in person, Andy, and I've I've mentioned here like I've watched that game 3 times and and just loved the game that much uh seeing how both teams just got after it week 1, knowing what's on the line, not afraid of much. Um, but when you look at Washington, like I came out of that game saying Washington is not losing again the rest of the year. No way. And now I've watched Utah and I, you know, uh, you know, Fleek I know has some numbers on how they've matched them the last couple of years. Utah has been the better team, you know, the block in the back a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, I mean, it was a punt return the last time they were yeah. down there. Yep. Um, but like when you look at Washington and then like you look at Ohio State, Playing a pseudo road game in Arlington, what um, what do you what do you feel like you know will happen on those te- those those high ranked teams going on the road? What do you feel like you know yeah. they, they will establish? I, 
I don't know what's going to happen with Washington, Utah. Mm. I think I, I think what will happen is you'll see two teams that are very good on the line of scrimmage, but Washington has better skill players, and they ultimately grind the, grind out a win. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ohio State, I don't know. I mean, because we haven't seen them against a. We've actually seen them against two Power Five teams, but we haven't seen them against a good Power Five team. My suspicion, though, is Ohio State wins this game pretty easily, because I think this is this is probably the best Ohio State team since 2015, which I know kind of weird because they didn't win the national title, but <laughs> that that team was more talented than the team that did win the national title, yeah, no doubt. So I, I just I like this Ohio State team. I like the dynamic with Dwayne Haskins at quarterback, because when Urban Meyer comes back, Haskins will keep Meyer from doing the thing that he tends to do sometimes that doesn't help them. And that's over-rely on his quarterback to run the ball. Agree. When he trusts his quarterback to run the ball, he tends to become over-reliant on it. He won't do that with Haskins. They'll have to keep feeding Dobbins and, and, and Weber. And guess what? They're going to be awfully hard to stop if they do that. Yeah, I just worry a little bit about the Ohio State offensive line because I, I agree they're talented, and then you just uh, I looked up some numbers on Gary Patterson and TCU in this underdog type role. Last nine games mm-hmm. they've been an underdog against a team not named Oklahoma. They're eight and one against the number with five outright wins since they've joined the Big wow. Twelve. They've been a double digit dog four times covered all of them and they won outright the three losses came by one two and three points it just it, it's i i think ohio state should win the game by two touchdowns but some some of these recent success things with with gary as a dog just just give me a little mm-hmm. bit of hesitation well and he's so good at adjusting in game too he if you if you beat him with something he can adjust and and keep you from beating beating him with it again but the, the thing about this you know the games you mentioned with tcu a lot of those are big 12 games the talent level at Ohio State is so much better yeah. than the talent level anywhere in the Big 12, except maybe Oklahoma. But the fact of the matter is, it's still better than what Oklahoma has on both sides of the ball. Offensively, they're probably pretty equal. Defensively, it's not even close. Ohio State's much better. And yes, I know that Oklahoma went up to Norman and or went up to Columbus and won last year. I get that. But the fact of the matter is, when the NFL draft happens. Mm. You, you will see that Ohio State was the more talented team. Yeah, I, I, I'm really interested to see Ohio State's defense in this game. That, that's, well, I mean, they could come out and like. Sean, a, Sean Robinson line. trying to deal with pressure from that line issue is the part I really worry about for TCU. Yeah, and then like you know, I'm not as worried about Gary's defense. It's, no, 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 not at all. Gary, yeah, it's Gary's defense may play on some really short fields because. They may struggle to move the ball. Yeah, and you can only design so many quarterback runs because he's going to get popped, and he's not. Right, you know, he's he's not built like you and I. You know, if you know what I mean. <laughs> he's a pretty big dude. I know he's a little skinny, a little skinny. But hey, those guys have to be these days. I got, I got a real serious question here for you. What's your What's your go to at Red Robin? Because I'm I'm pretty partial towards the uh, the mushroom Swiss and a bowl of French onion. Uh, that was See, a- I was the the spicy pepper burger. But um, I I'm, now I can't remember what it's called. But when I did the photo shoot with the Wisconsin offensive line, uh, the server there she put me on to the one that has the fried avocado on it with with the uh, with the the like 
the candied bacon. Hmm. It's awesome. <laughs> I've never had that one. How many patties? Uh, whatever it comes with, but you know, I'm happy to eat as many as you want. <laughs> that, that time I was planning to eat more than one burger, so I just ordered it the way it comes. You can go double turkey patty too if you want to. I, if, if you're, I will. I will never order a turkey burger. <laughs> man's got to have a code, and one of those is never order a turkey. Like so, our, our our mutual friend Bruce Feldman. Yep. I tend to dine with him a lot when we run into each other on the road, and he'll order a turkey burger, Ugh. and he'll always say this every time. You know, I'm kind of disappointed in this turkey burger. <laughs> of course you are. What do you expect? Turkey burgers <laughs> become burgers. <laughs> God did not intend for turkeys to be ground up into hamburger meat. <laughs> oh, that is so good. Uh, I got two more because I also have a, a food question because I'm going to Austin, Texas, and I know you have you have uh, rolled the sleeves up uh, down there. Uh, but I have one more on the field, and it's it's Lawrence, Kansas. I need I need a game preview from you on this one. This this requires me to look up who Kansas is playing this week. Rutgers. Oh, the State University of New Jersey. Oh, that's Kansas Rutgers. I forgot. Okay. Uh, uh, I got this. Yeah, but right, ooh, is Sikowski going to play? Ah, uh, that's a big question mark. <laughs> so Rutgers, yes, <laughs> if he really plays? Big question mark. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, this should be a loser leaves town match, right? I would think so. That's why I'm asking you. I'm going to go with Rutgers on this one. Wow. Because they played Ohio State and Central Michigan is really scored. <laughs> Kansas can't handle winning. They just they did a letdown after the big I, right, one last right. week. This is, this is a big step for them. They won on the road. I don't know. I don't know how you handle it. You've been, you've been getting complimented all week. Man. And now a team from the Mighty Big Ten is coming in. The Mighty Big Ten East, right? Exactly. That's right. Man, so many questions. Um. Anything else? What What else do you have your eye on game wise, Andy? Did we miss anything? I think Vandy Notre Dame could be intriguing. Really? You know, Wimbush throws a couple picks. All of a sudden, that gets really interesting. Yeah. I remember last year at this time it was about this this time last year where Vandy yes, was a I dog. Vandy yes, Vandy everybody was all fired up about it. Vandy annihilated by Bama. <laughs> I think they've won what, once, to, once since, twice since. Yeah, that was. That's right. I texted you that week and said, "When's the last time Vandy was three thirty? And you got back to me in three minutes. I said, "That's why." That's why my friends. That's why my friends in Connecticut call you the encyclopedia. They love you. I think I actually had to text somebody at CBS to find an answer for you. You didn't have to tell me that. I, I had instant recall on that one. Oh, uh, um. So. Uh, you want to know? You want to know where to go in Austin? Yeah, I need to know. I mean, I want some Tex-Mex and barbecue. Well, barbecue, obviously Franklin barbecue is the one everybody's going to say, and with good reason, because it is it is the best brisket on earth. Uh, but it's a four-hour line. Now, you've got some juice. You you know people who know people who know people, so you may be able to take care of it. And by know people who know people who know people, I mean Longhorn Network producer Andy Wall, who is the most wired food person in Austin. Okay. She can probably have them, like, hand-deliver it to you. All right. With one phone call. Did you say did but, to, Tony so, Franklin barbecue? <laughs> Sorry, Tony. The Tony Franklin <laughs> system. It comes in a box, and you pay one hundred fifty nine ninety nine, and all of a sudden, 
<laughs> and score 70 points a game. No. Uh, no, so uh, Franklin Barbecue is good, but if you don't want to wait in that line, you can go to La Barbecue, which is right down the street. Okay. You may wait for about 30 minutes or so, but it is also exquisite brisket, great beef rib. Uh, you know, the pork ribs are fantastic. It, it, it's hard to hard to go wrong. There's quite a few good spots there. Okay. Um, there's there's a place that does brisket ramen that hmm. is unbelievable. And it, the guy has a ramen shop, and he has kind of a more shishi frou frou kind of all kinds of stuff place. Like they do like an octopus Frito pie. So K- Kamuri Tatsuya is the, the full service one. And then there's, uh, I forget exactly what the ramen place is called. Ramen Tatsuya. So okay. if you just want the ramen, which is the best thing at the other place too, just go to ramen Tatsuya. You mentioned Tex-Mex. Yeah. So you want to go a little fancier, go to the peach tortilla. This is a place that the, the Texas online coach, Herb hand recommended to me. Uh, I, the food was good, but the best thing I had there was uh, they do a margarita where the tequila has had habaneros soaking in it for Ooh. months, and it is, it's outstanding. Uh, if you want to go more like traditional hole-in-the-wall Tex-Mex, near UT's campus, there's a place called Hornitos, and it's on one of those like interstate service roads, Yeah, and it looks like you know a dump, and it is a dump, <laughs> but it is delicious. All right. Very good. Good to know. What's the taco place you brought me to in College Station? Uh, did I take you to Mad Taco? It must have been Mad Taco. The Monster I Tacos. Love Mad taco. Yeah. Or maybe it was Fuego. No, yeah, it was Fuego. Fuego is the 24-hour one that's across the street from the campus. Yes. Mad Taco is actually across the street from Fuego. So if you want to get puked on at 3 in the morning, <laughs> Fuego is your spot. If it's during daylight hours, maybe do Mad Taco. Uh, is it... Two T-shirt day for me in Austin Saturday. Uh, five. <laughs> It'll be a hundred three at eight p.m. Oh, uh, very good, my man. Um, always appreciate you. I know you're uh, doing nine different things and took some time for us, so couldn't thank you enough. My pleasure, gentlemen. My pleasure. Our thanks again to Andy for uh, joining us. People seem to like the guests. Uh, if they keep picking winners, they continue to yep. be on the show. Like I said, we're still hoping them. to hear from uh, Coach Donnan to continue his uh, steamer condo pick of the week. Um, but let's get to let's get down to the games here. Obviously, the hurricane is an issue. Bear, I noticed you try you did you look to stay away from yeah. those just to hopefully not get people mad at you for picking a game that would possibly yeah, get canceled. Exactly, and with and with like the Ohio Virginia game getting moved, I actually thought about Ohio, but I was like, you know what. Stay away from it. I thought about Marshall, South Carolina. Who knows with the weather? I think Marshall could be potentially live there, but stay away from it. At least I did. The Georgia game, I stayed away from Clemson, Georgia Southern. Stayed away from. So just, 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 just being careful with those. And I know a lot of people are asking about season win totals. Uh, if these games yeah. get canceled, uh, you just got to check your book. Uh, check where you got your ticket. Uh, a lot of the house rules vary. Uh, I know certain casinos have call it action regardless of whether uh, a game is played or not. I don't know South Point is like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, all bets are action, and uh, but but just to, just check and see and be, and be sure. Hold on to your ticket uh, in case the uh, the game is rescheduled. Yeah, and what I would say is hopefully you took enough, so maybe if you do get ones canceled, your winners canceled out some of your losers. 
Uh, all right, why don't you kick us off here uh, with your first week three pick? Yeah, I, I got I got six this week. Uh, all right, what I had last week last week was good. Four and two. Hopefully, we can. Trying to find any trends in throw, there, but throw in throw another four and two. Yeah, let's I, go. I, 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 I got plenty of trends for you. Okay, I, I got those. Oh, maybe I'll mix in a plus couple. Of, twenty plus. <laughs> uh, I like Utah getting the six and a half at home against Washington. Do you? I think they can win the game on the field. Uh, I know it's early; it's only two games, but the Utes are number one in the country in adjusted defensive EPA. Uh, they are the team that has given Washington the most trouble. Lately in the Pac-12, you look at the last three years, Utah's been a 17-and-a-half-point dog, a 10-point dog, a 2-point dog. They've lost those games by 3, 7, and then they won the game by 11. Uh, the two losses were a miracle finish last year in a game that somehow Washington won scoring 10 points in the final minute. And then, the game, and then the game in Rice-Eccles a couple of years ago with the, with the punt return with about seven blocks in the back. Uh, that didn't get called. Uh, I think Huntley plays well. I think he limits turnovers, and I think they win the game on the field. I think Washington is still kind of searching for itself offensively. I know they blew out whatever FCS team it was last week, but no Adams. The offensive line could be a little bit of a problem, and we know if we know one thing about a Kyle Weddingham team, we know they're going to be physical and stout up front, and I think they can give Washington trouble. I don't expect Utah to score a ton of points. Could be an under-type game, maybe something 23-20, 24-20, but I'll, uh, I'll go with the Utes, sprinkle a little on the money line, take a plus six and a half. You know, I, I watched that. I mentioned how I'm still blown away by the Washington-Auburn game. I thought it was a, a, a classic. Um, I know people have their thoughts on that from week one. But when I after my initial feeling after that game was Washington is not going to lose again, and because I I really was impressed with what they brought to the table, how they weathered that storm against Auburn, um, and then they just they 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 gave the ball to Auburn. And, it really should have you know, won. You're right. Really should have won. I talked to people at Auburn on their staff, and it's just like you know they 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 were the ones that brought up to me saying, you know, we're just we feel fortunate because. We felt like we could have lost that game by 14 points. And when you watch it, it's, it's, it's true. Oh, red, red zone execution. The fumble and the option. And it's amazing how everybody's bringing back the option in big time spots here. And, and, and it's a quarterback who's not known as a exactly. run. What do you, what, what, what's the, it's, it's like some of these great coaches are right mm. now. They're trying, trying to outthink themselves. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to be that guy, but it's a lot. It's a lot of points. I think it's more like the last time they went, Pettis, is that was the punt return yep. with the block in the back you talked about. I think Washington is that good. Um, obviously, I, I take last week out. Like, exactly. You know, like you just and that, you know what? That's a trend that I tried to look at because what do you do with Utah last week? Like that's that's not the best spot to be in. No, get, it, go there and exactly. get a win. Exactly. And they won, and their defense played great. And, and they got a pick assist for the cover. Say, and we saw them featured <laughs> uh, this weekend, which was unbelievable. But yeah, their their defense has played great, and that's like you said, that's a really hard spot to go on the road. MAC teams are not getting Pac-12 teams in their building at all. Mm. Their chance for they took their best shot offensively. They struggled against a pretty good NIU defense, but uh, they were up. They, uh, like you said, survive in advance. And I'll tell you what's a huge factor: the crowd, the kickoff time. Rice Eccles is one thing at twelve thirty local. It's another thing at ten Eastern on ESPN. Uh, and what's that? You good with Mountain Time? Eight o'clock. I'm gonna guess exactly, eight. Exactly. Yeah, we're, we're, I'm gonna go we're eight. In, we're in the two. Eight local. And, and, so. and, and then there's some that are like don't change depending on daylight savings or not. Hey, we might do a little weather on here that you know affects the game. We're gonna stay <laughs> away from the from the times. Actually, I, I, I'll, 
I got one more for you in a, Go ahead. In a minute, but we'll, we'll okay. get back to it. We're not going to stay away from time. I got okay. one more for you eventually. Uh, I mentioned all off season. The Seminoles from Tallahassee were my number one wild card uh, in college football. I did not know what to expect. I ten and two wouldn't surprise me. Seven and six wouldn't surprise me again. And they're still a wild card to me. I could be totally wrong on this one. They're going up to the Carrier Dome. It's a noon kickoff. They're a, the Seminoles are a three point favorite. Syracuse. I went back and looked. Syracuse went to Tallahassee last year. Very easily could have won the game. Yes, and lost by three points, 27-24, late in the year, November 4th. Um, I And like I said, I could be totally different here. <laughs> but I, I give, me, give me the orange here. I, Dungy is phenomenal. I, I mean, the kid is fearless, and he has um, that, you know, he has some of that, that thing that I used to love about Andrew Luck where it was, you know, I'm not going to get, I'm going to get the extra yards on the sideline instead of going out of bounds. Mm-hmm. Not afraid at all with, with, you know, with the ball in his hands. And what do you, what do you make of Florida State? You, you were, you've seen them. Shocked. I, I, I'm surprised they are, they're looking this bad. I thought the up-tempo offense would help the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Obviously it hasn't. Uh, the defense is having all sorts of problems. At least they did last week against the pass. Uh, yeah, I, I was going to say to you, but when you were saying nothing would surprise you, would, would five and seven surprise you? No, not now. Mm-hmm. Sanford went up and down the field. Yeah, you know the turnovers. Turnovers yeah. cost them. And Francois is not—he's not the same. He—he he looks timid to me. And maybe it was facing that underrated, get after your ass mm-hmm. Virginia Tech defense that we. Thought it was going to be good, and then we looked at the injuries and said no way, and then they actually played their butts off that that first week. But Syracuse got to be hungry, man, and I just don't know how how much Florida State realizes they don't block. Any, David Pollock said in the preseason they don't block anybody. Syracuse obviously not known for their defense, but I'll tell you what, they'll jump on you. I mean, yes, Kelly Bryant was out of the game last year against Clemson, and it was a Friday night, and it was the perfect thing for a campus, but. Florida, the Syracuse fan base now, okay? Just a, just a word on the Syracuse fan base. Okay, we all have our thoughts here. This feels like a game to me where Syracuse fans look at Florida State coming to the Dome in September, a noon kickoff. Yes, I want to go to that game. So I expect Syracuse fans to be there and, let, and let's get it going like the old Carrier Dome. I, I agree with you, and... It's been three straight years. You mentioned the Kelly Bryant game on the Friday night last yes. year. 23.5-point dog, one outright. Two years ago, they were a 21-point dog, beat Virginia Tech. Three years ago, they were a small home underdog, beat BC. Three straight years, they've gotten somebody as a home dog in ACC play. So I, I think I agree. I think this is either a game where they there's no doubt they win the game outright yeah. or Florida State wakes up and realizes they are a more talented team and they win by 17. I, I don't think this is necessarily take Syracuse plus three and Florida State wins by two. Mm-hmm. I think this is just money line, go. Um, it's a lot like for me last week when I gave out Army. I want, When I first saw that score, I needed Army to be winning. First saw I score, I saw 14 nothing. I was like, this is I, I like where this yep. is going. Syracuse, if I could see a Syracuse touchdown, two-score lead early on, I really like how they can make Florida State one dimensional, seeing how they just, they, they don't have a go to, you know, and, and, you know, we thought it was going to be the run game and, and, and the way it is, but, 
And then I also just see like that Willie Taggart offense, man, the quarterback gets hit. A lot. He gets hit, man. No matter where it's been, he gets hit. And uh it's a very, very interesting game for me at noon. But I, I gotta take the home team here as a dog, knowing how close they were last year. And I think they're a better team this year. I think it's a big spot for Babers. It, it is. He, he needs to get to a ball yeah. this year. Yeah. So give me the cues. You, sir. I teased, uh, I teased a, a time zone, uh, <laughs> reference again here. So I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come through. All right. Noon Eastern, 6 a.m. Hawaii time. Hawaii at Army. Last week, you were on Army. Love them. They got a trendy underdog last week. Everybody loved Liberty coming off that big upset over ODU. Mm-hmm. This week they get another trendy underdog coming in. 3-0 and Hawaii has already won a couple of games as a double-digit favorite. But in the process, they've allowed at least 410 yards in every game. They've allowed at least 29 points in every game. I wonder what happens when the offense doesn't click the way it has yeah. against a bunch of inferior defenses mm-hmm. uh, like they played the last the, the, the first few weeks. That factored in with the 6 a.m. local. Uh, that's got to be a hard turnaround to them. For the, I know they're going to fly in early, but yeah. I mean that, it's, that's not like a pack. That's not like three hours, eight a.m. It's 6 a.m. Yeah. with your body clock flying in there. I, I, I don't know. It just doesn't seem. Like a uh, like a good spot for Hawaii this week. I I think Army should should handle them by double digits. Feels like a little uh, you know what we call a full screen in the business for game day for you on Saturday. <laughs> a little time travel for for the Rainbow Warriors. Uh, I looked at Army. I, I you know the old body clock. Uh, I've heard plenty of guys out in Vegas talking about that this week. It is a really really interesting um, spot for those two teams. And when I look at Hawaii. I do like, and this does. I'm not taking anything away from. Them. They're legit. Their pass game is legit. The talent, the scheme, like they know what they're doing. They're going to score. But like you said, the, the 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 whole idea of this being a noon game at Mikey Stadium, Army is, running the ball, yeah, two like, clock. You ever going to get it off? You know, and and Navy Navy got close a couple weeks yep. ago at Hawaii, and then Hawaii had the you know got a hold. I think it was a turnover, and then they blew the doors open. So it's 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 a interesting spot. Hawaii knows it. Are they are they up to stop the option game again? We'll see. I think it's six right now, but I don't know. I think I don't think I said uh, the number six six and a half. And you might even be able, but if you wait, I get a. I have a feeling that's one way action. Yeah, I see I, six. I, see, I, I think that's one way action. I think you might that might even go five and a half or so. I, I can see a lot. Yeah, of, I, I mean, can if, see a lot of the public betting Hawaii in that game. Mm. Uh, next one for me, I'm going to go to Louisville and Western Kentucky. Louisville is a 21 point favorite. The over under is 57 and a half. Petrino bowl, literally. Give me both. Give me the Ville and give me the over. Uh, I just, uh, Western Kentucky's quarterback is, is questionable, but they could, they'll be able to score points. They're improved this year. I just look at as a feast, uh, for, for the Cardinals in this spot. As a chance to, you know, beat up on somebody not as good as them, get their offense right, and before they head into conference play, you know Petrino's gonna be able to dial up some points. Western Kentucky is not what they used to be. I think this is a this is a big score uh for the Cardinals. We've talked about their their receiving corps in the in the preseason, how they had everybody coming back. Um passes is legit. And I I just look at this spot where Petrino looks at it and says, you know what, we got we got we gotta roll something up here. Uh, so I'll take the Cardinals and I'll take the over 
in that game. I, I think the, the Cardinals score for 40 plus easy. That's the type of game that my, uh, my friend and colleague Lee Corso calls it, says it's a Pakistan, pack a sandwich type game. I'm going to give you a sandwich. I'm going to give you a stale, rotten sandwich. Uh-huh. I'm going to give you UL Monroe plus the 27 against Texas A&M. That's your team. They you are my them. team. All right. Came up huge. That was a huge, that was a huge, unexpected 50-50 game win last week for the, for the season win total on UL Monroe. But look, if you're Texas A&M, last week you laid it out on the field. You left everything out there emotionally. Gutting, draining, physically, every aspect. I thought Herbie was going to have A and M in his top ten. They, they, they are so much more improved than than, than what than what they've been. But that game got to be a little bit of a hangover into the week as, as they practice, mm-hmm. and then look ahead to next week. You go to Alabama, your SEC opener. Oh. So A and M's going to win, but twenty seven is a lot for a team. That's gonna score some points. I, I I can see this being somewhere along the line of 41, 21, 40, so, somewhere in that range. It'll be a fairly comfortable A and M win, but I would take the twenty seven. If you look, you go back the last five times that A and M's been twenty five point favorite or more, they're one and four against the number. And one of those losses, they were a thirty something point favorite a couple of years ago in Seattle Monroe. And, uh, and survived and won by five. I know different coaching staff, different regime, different players, but typically a spot that A&M hasn't fared well lately. Mm-hmm. And I think all the factors last week, next week, big number, flat atmosphere. I think players will be a little down. Give me, uh, give me UL Monroe plus the 27. Okay. Um, we have a, we have a, uh, same pick. Do we really? Yeah. yeah. Yes. I love, uh oh. I just, I just came across me. Um, I'll start with this. Okay. Cause there's a couple teams here and I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk about the other team. I'm not sure if I'm going to officially give them out in the column, but I'm, I'm, I'm Purdue. There comes a time during a season where you need a win and they've had as disappointing a two losses mm-hmm. as you can have to start the year with. I don't want to say unrealistic expectations, but like no there, one, no yeah, one. There was Jeff a lot Brown, of hope. They, they they thought that they could potentially improve on what they started last. They year. thought for sure they were going to be two and zero. Let's put it that way, you know. And now they're zero and two, and they have Missouri coming in. They're a seven point underdog. Purdue is. They went to Missouri and smacked them around last year with a, a team obviously that where the Boilermakers had a better defenses this year, and that's why I didn't like Purdue this year. Because of what they lost defensively, and you know everybody has their own feelings about Nick Holt, I don't give him as much credit as some people did after last year because I still remember him from his days at Washington when Stanford would line up with 10 guys on the offensive line and he would just still have four safeties. Uh, <laughs> I, so, uh, it's, it, but, I mean, hey, everybody, everybody gets better. Everybody learns from their mistakes. I mean, he's obviously doing something right if he still has a job in a Power 5 program. But I think this is a ultimate back against the wall spot for the Boilermakers, and knowing how crazy my man Brom can get, I, I don't think he accepts anything but a win. So this would be my money line pick of the week, and this would be also take the Boilers uh, plus seven at home. That's that's a, that's a live dog to me. Your and, thoughts? Um, um, one hundred percent agreement with you. Okay. I, lo- I love Purdue this week. Got it. Uh, Missouri, big number last week against Wyoming. 
you hit on Purdue, the two close losses. Um, last week was more about penalties, poor third down execution, just a, a lot of a lot of things last week. Uh-huh. They were great as a dog last year under Brom. I think we're five and two against the number. Right, but you 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 bring it up. This is a game that they absolutely have to have. I think their running backs uh, will will do a good enough job keeping uh, the Missouri offense off the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think their defense played. I think they played a little bit better than what I thought they would against Northwestern as that game went on. And last week they played well against Eastern Michigan. Just too many mistakes on the other side of the ball. But, uh, but it, it, it's desperation time. Mm-hmm. Again, I know there's a little bit of revenge, like you said, but Missouri has an SEC game against Georgia next week as well. Uh, I don't want to say they're going to be looking completely past Purdue, but that's probably in their minds, or at least their fans' minds as well. I, I'm with you. I like Purdue to win the game on the field as well. Another team, uh, I mentioned Purdue, that just really needs needs a win, Old Dominion. You talked about them in the, in the beginning of the year. You gave them out at – Five and a half, the over, right, Bear? Yeah, uh, struggling now. Yeah, thought I mean, that'd be one on one at worst. Lo- bad loss to Liberty in a bad spot. I, I just think that was a that was an all or nothing for Liberty. We saw what Liberty was last week against uh, Army, and an FIU they lost to twenty eight twenty last week. Your boy Butch, you never know what to count on there. Uh, Old Dominion is at Charlotte. It just got moved Thursday four Eastern. So if you want, get this one in. Old Dominion is a one-point favorite. It's the same situation. I'm not going to talk a lot about it. Teams that need a win, Charlotte not the best program in the world, but Old Dominion was really hoping for some things here this year. And they start out 0-2, and it's just not a good vibe. I think they really have to go get a win. Maybe a short week even helps them where they, they, they couldn't dwell on, you know, being 0 2, where they're looking to go get a win. They got to be good. They're looking for another win over Charlotte. They beat them 6 nothing last year. <laughs> so, uh, the Monarchs, uh, let's, let's see a win for the Monarchs. I'll, I'll, I'll give out the Monarchs here, minus one at Whoa. Charlotte. Thursday, 4 p.m. Eastern. Get it in. Let's hope you're right. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, we got it. We got it. We, we, we need some W's here. Man, it's crazy how I've been looking at those teams every week. <laughs> I was like getting you all Monroe, get Monroe home. Uh, Tulsa hung around Texas, maybe maybe over. There were a team that I thought about over four as well. Didn't didn't give them out, but there were another another team. That... I watched a lot of them because I gave them out last week against Texas. They are interesting. What? Their game this week is very interesting. Uh, Arkansas State Arkansas they State. play. So um, still a lot out there, people. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Pitt. Getting the four and a half at home against Georgia Tech. Oh. Now, the Panthers last week, you're sitting there and it looks like they might be headed to halftime with, with, with a lead. And then right before the half, Penn State scores 37 points in the second half. If you look at the numbers of the game though, a lot of it was short field, turnover, penalties, poor special teams play from Pitt. Narduzzi will Turn that around, and 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 it just kind of all went bad last week. It's not yeah. all going to go bad again this week. Penn State didn't even have 400 yards offense, mm-hmm. so so it, the score looked horrible. But there were a lot of things I think that happened within the game that 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 made it worse. I'm shocked Georgia Tech's a favorite in this game. Yeah, I don't. And Tim, quarterbacks uh... Benson's out for the year. Marshall has a toe injury. The Georgia Tech, the last seven times they've been a road favorite, and they haven't just not covered. They've lost the game outright, 
four of them by double digits. Uh, I think the spot, I think the, the, the the injuries to Georgia Tech are going to be a factor. Uh-huh. Uh, I'd be surprised if Pitt didn't play much, much better and, and, and win this game. But yeah, I, I mean, maybe I'm going to get caught in a trap here with a number that looks way too good. But with Marshall being hurt with his toe and their best running back out and just how things went last week for Pitt, it, it's staring me right in the face. Okay. Yeah, I, I always trust Narduzzi. Last week was a woof. You know what helped me there? Get that game off one of the TVs. Oh, exactly. That, that, <laughs> late, that late window, one one less thing you needed to worry about. Then, then you were then you were limited to the uh, to uh, uh, Stanford USC and, mm-hmm. and Clemson A and M. Yes, sir. You are dead on. Your TVs were like mine. Um, all right. I, I keep mentioning these teams that need a win. Now, here's a situation where there's a lot going on. Okay, it's the primetime Fox game. It's USC at Texas. I will be there. Come say hello. Pictures if you need, no problem. Um, I look at Texas here. They should have won this game last year. Uh, I believe they were 21 point dog, 18 or It was around three touchdowns. Uh, it's where we first got to see Ellinger as the quarterback and they, they, they let that get away. And, uh, I was on, uh, Ralph Russo's podcast earlier this week and I just talked about how, yeah, they ended up seven and six, but that was a win. They should have had. They lost a 13 10 to Oklahoma State in overtime. They had so many the that zone, they should have you know? won last. And I think, you know, I watched the, the Maryland game this, this year again is, is, I don't, I, I don't know what to make of it. And I watched last week. They're up 21 nothing. They lose the lead. They win by seven points. Are they invested? This seems like a rally the troops, run Bevo around that field before the game. You got a big name program coming in where you could still sell it. You know, as, as, as a big one, we know about the past, um, times playing, you know, in the national championship. I'm sure Vince Young will be there. Roger Clemens yep. will be there. Let's bring them all out. Ryan Rossillo is going to be there. Um, well, I just, well, why'd you save him for last? Yes. The best for last. All right. Uh, we should be the headliner. Yeah. Vince well, Young. Vince Young. Roger yeah, Clemens. Yeah. yeah. Rossillo is, he could take him in the weight room. I know that. <laughs> um, but I look at Texas as a spot here to to do it at home at night. All the build up. SC did not look good last week. No, um, Daniels looked said every Daniels, bit of a freshman. They said, and now, oh, that and, this is the biggest and, and, and factor. And the this is a real road game. Okay, <laughs> last week in front of twenty thousand is not where there's fifteen USC fans. This will be a true road game. Yeah, but they got a little whining cheese in them too in Austin, late arriving kind of fair. Not, 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 not. You don't don't think for this one? No, no. They know, they know, because you know what's going to happen is if they don't play well, they'll all come out and say, what do, you know, what's going on here? You know, LSU did hire the right guy. Heard that (laughs) one thrown around. I haven't heard, I didn't think I was going to ever hear that one, but I have heard that thrown from that, uh, little, uh, Cajun state down south. But um, I, I I think this is a perfect spot for for Herman to unleash. I, they they didn't they didn't run anything last week. I think they got some some tricks up their sleeve. Uh, the defense will only get better. USC not too outstanding on the on the offensive side with talent from what I saw last week. Um, it but, looks like a very limited playbook right now from SC. Yeah, a very vanilla. Type but I offense. also looked at the number and the over under is forty eight. And I just feel like this feels like a, a where you know there's obviously a lot of youth at the skill positions for both teams, where a, like a punt return or you know a long a slant route that gets broken. If it, 
I feel like there's going to be more than 48 points scored here. Like, what's uh, LSU-Auburn's 45? This one feels like, if you were going to look at those two games, I would take this game to go over. Yes, you? I would agree. Okay. So, yeah, and, and the defensive talent, I'm not I'm not sure yet. So, I think this is a spot for Texas. you got to take it three, three and a half, whatever's out there. Obviously, buy it down to three if you get if it's three and a half. But uh, hook them, and uh, I'll see you in Austin Friday. I'll be there early. Helton one and nine against the number is a dog. The only kind hear that people take Texas. Let's go. And I think I read something out there as well. I, I could be wrong, but I thought I read a note somewhere that he has not beaten a Power Five team without Sam Darnold at quarterback. Probably the first couple games of yeah. the year, and then Alabama. although I think he did it on purpose. <laughs> I do that for oh, sure. Yeah, you, why? Yeah, why would Seriously. you? Why would you throw him to Saban's defense in the first game of the year? And then Stanford's totally defense sense. was tremendous that year too. So. Sorry for taking long on there, but I'm excited to go to Austin. You should be. All right, I got my recommendations from Staples. We'll uh, rock and roll in Austin, baby. How hot's it going to be? I saw it like 84. I don't know. Is that a two that's, that's, day? Not, that's not bad. Depending on the humidity. Last last week in Gold Station was a two a two shirt day. Yeah. It got, it You're got, more south, right? It got, Gold Station's more south. Yeah. It got it got it got steamy the last hour of the show. It was <laughs> it, it was warm. You don't get to sneak on the bus, get a little air conditioned during the show. No. 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 You're a trooper. Next, sir. Uh, my last one, I like Miami of Ohio plus the 13 and a half against Minnesota. Great win by Minnesota last Circled week. This, yeah. Great play. Great, great pick on the, at the end of the game by Winfield. Um, they're improved. I'm just not ready to lay that many points with an offense. I think it's going to struggle again, uh, without Rodney Smith. I think there's a little bit of an overreaction here as well, uh, with, with Miami of Ohio. Week one, this is a team that outgained Marshall. Last week played in a rainstorm. Raglan and the offense couldn't throw the ball around. Got shut out by Cincinnati, who might actually be better this year. We saw the defense play yeah, really I, well against UCLA as well. That's one I didn't understand last week. It really got me scared off of Cincinnati. I took them last year in that game, and they, they were lucky to win. I think they had two pick sixes in the in the fourth quarter. But I, I, I everyone everyone was picking Miami of Ohio last week, and I I, I don't understand like you're really that. Scared of Cincinnati, like uh, after a win at UCLA, I that one that one really I got scared off that. I really yeah. liked Cincinnati last week, and, and, and that, that's a circle the, the 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 schedule type of game I think for UC and that state with that coaching staff, yeah, kind of going after the same types of players. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. I, I think it's a little bit over over no reaction. You look at Miami of Ohio under Martin, the eleven times they've been an underdog in a non conference game, they're eight and three against the number. Five of those games were losses by a touchdown or less, and they were a two-touchdown dog or more uh, in those games. So they typically play well in these types of games, and, and I think uh, 13 and a half is too many. Is that what it is, 13 and yeah. a half? Okay. Minnesota right. will win, but I, 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 it's a lot of points. All right, I think that's it for me on the official picks. I'd like to throw a couple games at you. Yeah, though. of course. What do you make of Baylor and Duke? I have Baylor you, circled. I you might. know, you know my affinity for Duke as an underdog. I just wonder Jones, with is Jones, a huge Jones loss. being out, the second defensive back being out. Yeah, it, that's if you like them, the number's gone up from a three and a half to six. Yeah, so that's a it, tough spot. And I it, gave out it, Duke it, it, over. 
This year, I had them starting the year one and two. And so, so we're you're two playing and with house money two and zero right now. You're two and one. But we worse. need we need Jones back, man. Yes, you do. That's that's a dicey spot. Uh, you saw their offense really struggle with with, with, with the backup late. I think they realized that Northwestern wasn't going to score again, and maybe they got a little. It's just you know what, just don't turn the ball over. But uh, they, they're going to need to show a little bit more offensively this week, and they, they might. Are you kicking yourself you didn't give out Ball State last week? No. That's your pick right there. No. No, I'm okay. No? All right. All right. Because I was, I was thinking about you during that game. I said, <laughs> I can't believe he didn't give them up. All right, so no Ball State for you last week. This week, it, you got a couple in there with the uh, Monroe pick. Yeah, Miami of Ohio. Miami thought, of Ohio. Thought about yeah. Ohio U. Like, with the, yeah, that game just got, got moved, moved to, to Nashville. Nashville. We can't. We can't end without mentioning Rutgers at Kansas. I believe it's down to two and a half. I saw the home team is favored. Andy couldn't help but just laugh at the game. <laughs> well, he had good reason. We, we don't know the status of I, Arthur Sitkowski, who I think we think he's going to play. If, but if he plays, I'll take Rutgers. Yeah, I, I kind right? of agree, kind of agree with you. I just. The, the, the Rutgers under four season win totals, hoping that the Jayhawks can, can win two in a row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, cause what we asked McElroy about that at the, yeah, in the preseason. Mm-hmm. It was two and a half or three and a half. For the wins? Season wins? Yeah. Four. Rutgers four. No, Kansas. Oh, I think it was two and we a half. Kansas, I think it was two and, two and a half. Two and a half. So who do you, I, I was happy to see Kansas win last week. Of course. No, 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 no one should go through. Absolutely, the, the, the streak of bad luck that they and just not winning that they've had. Maybe on the ESPN Plus. Hopefully, yeah. I watch it on my phone while I'm tailgating down in Austin. Exactly. How far am I from you, Austin at Fort Worth? A couple hours. Remember that time we were in Fort Worth for the coldest week ever for Ohio oh, State oh, Oregon? Oh, oh, that was brutal. I, I literally sat out. The, uh, the outside of the stadium, the day of the title game when we had our, our previous show outside, I was wrapped in an electric blanket with with a hat on. It was so cold. Like the chill just went right through. It was mid. That's what I love about, oh, we need to have the playoff in a nice warm weather environment. Dallas in January yeah. is not a warm weather environment. It don't work, people. It was it was so cool. And then we, we kept saying, we're like, hey, you want to take a ride to that casino in Oklahoma? <laughs> Get the hell out of exactly. here. Man, that was rude. But we love it, Fort Worth, Texas. Fired up to be back down in Austin. My first time, probably, I'll tell you right now, when I was there, game day was there. It was Chase Daniel versus Colt yep. McCoy. 08? 08 or 09. It was one of those two years. Been a while. Schultz's Beer Garden. I can't wait. Um, Might have been 08. I think it was might, might have been 08 because I think oh not oh nine no I think we were in Austin for the uh, Texas Tech game so I think it was 08. No, no, it was the same year I think. For the show, I, I know the year after the Crabtree game in 08, we went back to Austin for the rematch with Game Day Texas Tech uh, at okay. Texas yeah, in 2009, which is why game I think day. the Missouri game was 2008. Yeah, because I think Chase Daniel was still there in 2008. Yeah, the year after. Uh, they got to number one, right? Yep. Those are the days. All right. Um, well, we got the new open. We got the new name of the podcast. As we mentioned, tell your friends. It's, you know, search for Stanford Steve and the Bear. No more uh, behind the bets just to be safe. 
And, uh, Bear, you're going to get us out with uh, your saying of the 2018 season. It was certainly the case last week. The less you bet, the more you lose when you win.